0: I took my lad to Leeds
1: ah,
0: Bristol City away, a one-nil win. We couldn't watch the game. We could only get um uh, on it on uh, LUTV, but that's just the the coverage, mm. the radio one. From the sounds of it, it sounded good. I mean, we got a one 0 win, so
1: fantastic result. We were saying before the game, yeah, you know, every week we we kind of say oh, we've got to win this, we've got to win this. And it feels like everyone we do because of the pressure, you know, Norwich and Sheffield United playing before has just added more anxiety today. You could, you knew Rotherham weren't going to do anything, yeah. and you know Norwich. In all fairness, I didn't see the game, but um, I saw on on social media last night a lot of people saying Dan James was playing great, yeah. and you know one nil must have been a tight game. None of them are slipping up, man. So we can't slip up either, and we didn't today. The first half sounded like we were all over them Uh, apparently Calvin Phillips was absolutely outstanding uh, in the centre of midfield and was a bit of a shock but uh, Bamford I mean what's that four goals in three games now Yeah, I think that works out doesn't it Uh, I'm not sure how many he's got for the season two against
0: West Brom one here than, uh, then the one against forward? Bolton, yeah. wasn't
1: it? The penalty yeah. against Bolton. So, I mean, that's... that uh, Oh, then again, is the QPR game in the middle of that. So, uh, yeah. it's probably not more. But, I mean, still, that's a great run of form. He's on. I had to come off today for Dallas... And I think that might have been an injury he did sustain when scoring. He didn't completely shake it off. So look forward to hearing about what that's about. Hopefully, it won't be anything too serious. But obviously, it's on the radar. Uh, yeah, Calvin apparently played great, but for the goal, I mean, we've seen the goal since uh, uh, watching. Um, the, sorry, listening to the match on LUTV. I've got to say, I think Alioski's going to end up being our Player of the Season. Yeah, I think mean, it's going to like flip from going to from like complete villain to. Uh, hero for the, for this running of the season he just seems to be absolutely bossing it big time that, that cross that went over to ailing to that lovely soft header down to bamford it was like almost like a fifa goal wasn't it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. like like and, and you'd go crazy on fifa for it but i mean Alioski's performances have been fantastic he got pushed forward a bit today after uh barry douglas came on Went back up to that wing, but yeah, I mean, my feelings on Alioski As- Ali are that I think he's he's going to like come out some kind of Leeds legend by the end of this season, and you know it just seems to be getting better and better from him. And have you not noticed all the stuff that's popping up on social media where he's like, you know, I think it's people reposting old stuff that that I've come across. time, But it seems like it seems to be like a real big character within the dressing room. You know, have you seen all that stuff yeah. where he's like in the swimming pool and that making noises and, you know, calling Calvin Phillips naughty things and all that kind of stuff. He seems like he's one of the big main characters, a real influential character on on the, uh, the pitch, although I did hear in the commentary today some mentions of these crazy clearances he does. Where, you know, it's like a ridiculous... So he tries an overhead kick clearance and stuff like that. It's just, I mean, again, this is the one thing we always said about him, isn't it? Like, focusing on where we were earlier in the season with him. He makes a lot of bad decisions. But at this moment in time, he that, that ball was fantastic. What a ball to Ailing to head in. That yeah. one ball alone just cut the whole of Bristol open.
0: Dead eye, nice and perfect for Ailing to get his header on. Then Bamford flying in at the back post. Great header by Ailing. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, it's good to see. He, he, again, I think the first half, it sounded like we, we dominated. We had like our stereotypical domination, but obviously with a conversion of a goal. Um, collectively, I, I heard a stat: 16 shots off target, three on target, which with that kind of possession just kind of. Shows you where our weakness has been this season has been lots of possession, lots of shots, but off target ones, and not many on target. But Bamford, you know, we mentioned this last week. It does always seem like when he uh, has a strike on the goal, he he's, he always kind of gets it on target. You know, the keeper might save it, or um, there'll be a blocking. But uh, you know, again, him coming into form now is brilliant. And remember, we've got Roof to come back yet.
0: From his social media, I mean, he's got his brace off, so which oh, is quite good, and he's been working in the gym quite a bit. So Roof I think, has. yeah. So Do you know if about... he's been
1: back on the pitch yet, like on the training ground. No, or... So
0: maybe you know after the international break, a week after that, yeah, could be back.
1: Two fairly monumental games coming up for for different reasons. It's Tuesday night we're at Reading, we're six from bottom as it stands. That that's like one of those, isn't it? Where it's a stinker. You know, it's a stinker you know just sitting there that's how i feel but i thought that about today man you know i was worried about today because of the awesome performance we did the thing is with this this team of lads it we obviously have got in our locker something amazing like what we did against west brom and how amazing was that by the way you know, again, looking at it, although Ipswich, they didn't get anything from Ipswich today. Uh, West Brom. So you're wondering if we've just kind of like that game against us has completely nailed their uh, hopes of getting in uh, the top two especially. You yeah. know, he's is, is had it over now. Who cares? Who give, who gives a rat's ass? But my point being is we have got this ability at Leeds to kind of go from this hero to zero really quickly. So I was I was worried. As much as we've got in a locker a West Brom performance We've got in a locker uh, against QPR performance, and that didn't happen today. We, and I wanted to look actually. Can you remember the last time we kind of scraped a game like that, one nil, and you know, like battled away? I mean, it was a second half battle. I think we we dominated the first half, but that's a, another different style of performance for Leeds to throw out there. This is exciting times, man. You know we're doing we're doing the good stuff dirty now. This is what a Bristol. I mean, I can't wait to see what uh, their their manager hates Leeds. He always has a moan (laughs) at Leeds. I can't wait to see what he comes out with the Bristol manager. And you know what? It's that's karma, mate. That's karma to the chairman who wanted us deducted points for Spygate. So I think it's the chairman of of Bristol who is also on the EFL board and came out publicly saying he wanted points deductions that's karma mate, that's what you get it does come around one person, again a bit like Alioski at this moment I don't think we can move by it's all over social media after the match Harrison
0: yeah, I mean that bit of skill that he did like near the corner flag like he just skinned them, didn't he? absolutely skinned them Nutmeg, wasn't it? Yeah, nutmeg, and then a couple of skills around the players, and to Tyler Roberts, maybe Tyler a Roberts better shot. Should have, He should have done better with that, yeah. Tyler. Seeing as he is well, was played into a striker position naturally. I mean, he should be finishing that really. Again,
1: we just heard the commentary, so I'm not, and I know it was a story of two halves. If you're going to use an old phrase, but I didn't really hear much of Roberts. Heard Pontus did really well again. Heard Pontus was vital. collected a yellow card. But I heard uh, Pontus and Coops were uh, really good again in the second half, winning all the headers. And they're quite a tall team, Bristol, if I remember rightly. So we probably needed uh, those type of performances to to punch out there. This is exciting times. Uh, Bamford on fire. Jack Harrison looking like flipping Messi. I'm not quite sure on how to deal with Leeds at the moment.
0: The next four fixtures that we do have, Reading on Tuesday, Predic- predictions to that? Mm, I don't know.
1: I don't know, I, I've, I'm just getting, um, as much as I'm I'm basking in the glory of uh, that win against Bristol, which is a new kind of win for us, which I'm proud to, to have done. Have you seen as well the stat that, uh, I think it's one of the closest overall possession stats. Um, we were 56%, we're normally banging out 70% possession uh, in games, so... I think Bristol really came into it in the second half and for us to come away with a clean sheet. Oh our keeper. I don't know. Have you seen the video of our keeper losing his head a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't I've land the nut on their striker, but he got a bit over aggressive. He look he looks like he's got maybe that like that Spanish Size issue where he just flips a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, but going back to the point, that that we were under pressure in the second half, but we dealt with it. Do you know what it wouldn't surprise me with my negative anxiety that is going to kick in, obviously, for these last 10 games all the time, because I just don't know how to handle this. It's been a long time since such a great run-in. Uh, I'm I'm thinking it'll be something stupid like 0-0. Yeah, I mean... We should batter them. If you we, ask anyone who isn't a Leeds fan, they'd yeah. go, you should batter them.
0: Because that's the thing is, though, with Leeds, we, we always get these easy games like Reading. We always say, oh, yeah, we're going to batter them like Hull. Oh. That time they went yeah. on like a 7... Yeah. Like, lost streak, and then yeah. you got your QPR as well. Yeah. We're going into this thinking, we're going to batter them. We yeah, never yeah. do, but maybe this could be a different story, but I reckon we'll come out with a win. Yeah, maybe like on. a 1-0, like one a Bolton nil. one. We'll scrape yeah. a 1-0. Because yeah, C- you know Reading what? will have something to fight for as well. Because
1: it, yeah, well, well, I mean, the six from bottom. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming... Without it's like looking, a tight point gap with, as well. It, well, that's it. So everybody's going to be up for it, and everybody turns up for Leeds as well um i'll take one nilvo man there's like 10 games to go right 10 games which means i i don't care how we play now as long as we win yeah you know what i mean it's been great when you get moments like against derby stoke west brom uh you know the second half performances against villa and stuff were you know wow it's been brilliant but man yeah i um I don't care. I'll I'll take a one nil win. Come on, no, let's end it positive. Let's go. We're gonna go one nil for that and yeah. Bamford again. Yeah, Bamford will be back and he'll bang one in.
0: Sheffield United must win if we want to go up. If we want to go through them automatic promotion mm. spots, we have to win that game. I know we're saying this about like every single game, but that game there, if we don't win that, we could be playoff destined. Cause, I mean,
1: well, so if we lose against Reading. At least we've got them to play next, haven't we? So yeah, um, yeah, it's big. And I'll be honest with you, it's kind of like I'm glad it's Sheffield United that we're battling with. You know, it's uh, I'd rather it be them than have they really got hoodoo over us. I don't feel like there's any hoodoo, but we've had good battles over the years as far as the Yorkshire clubs are concerned. You know, in my memory, the best ones are with Sheffield United. So it's familiar territory. I've, yeah, I've got a good well. feeling. I've got a good feeling that Ellen Road is going to be
0: absolutely amazing. It'll be more day. than that West Brom game.
1: It's gonna. That is going to be. I mean, it's it's early Saturday, so I mean, the thing is about the West Brom game Friday night. It's you know lights on at Ellen Road. It's it is not much better atmospheres or places to be. It's like the best place on Earth, Ellen Road, I think, for evening games, uh, full house. This will be a bit different. Saturday afternoon, it's you know it's March. It's probably going to be cold. It'll be gloomy. I think it'll be a really tight affair. I reckon it's going to be very close to what uh, the the away game was like, and that you know yeah. a mistake essentially decided that, didn't it? I not I've still got a feeling that i I'm more positive about the Sheffield United one weirdly than I am reading away. On Tuesday night.
0: I reckon Sheffield United game, I reckon we'll win it 3-0. I reckon we'll spank them. We're going to teach them a lesson. We're going to
1: say, hey, you're a playoff team. Don't even think about coming into these automatic playoff areas. Yeah,
0: I think we'll spank them. And then
1: after that, there's a break, isn't it? So a nice breather after Sheffield But, you know, is, is it just me? Do we always lose before the break? Is it like kind of like... Uh, this season there being uh, uh, uh these moments where we do really well then we lose in the game going into an international break or something. Is it an international break? Why are we breaking? Is it F A Cup maybe? Um no I didn't think oh, I don't so. Know. I don't know why. We should we should be as a podcast who is being nominated by our wonderful listeners for the podcast, we should maybe do our due diligence a little bit better on these matters. Um I tell you one thing that really cheesed me off is how quick Sheffield United sold out yeah. within the blink of an eye. I couldn't get tickets. It's mm-hmm. it, and this is and it's Monday. I think uh, Millwall tickets go on sale. I'm not even sure whether our membership covers us off to buy tickets on Monday for the Millwall game we've got after the break, which is your mum's birthday. Um, which so you know what what the perfect way that will be to spend <laughs> your mum's birthday Millwall away. she will love I it. I mean,
0: um, goal prediction scores.
1: Oh, for Millwall away! I, I mean that. I yeah, think at, we'll, at home, oh, oh, sorry, at home. I think we'll destroy them. I reckon
0: four or five nil. No I
1: think no matter what happens, we'll come back from that break and we will absolutely destroy Millwall. Then there's and I'm talking about on the pitch, not off it. God, yeah. no, not interested in the off-the-pitch stuff before Millwall fans start trolling <laughs> us again, which is that time of year. Millwall fans will start trolling um, all our socials, not just ours, every Leeds fan, sending us like, emojis of knives and whatever. Um, but <laughs> Beer yeah, can. Well, that's man. it. It's ridiculous. It can get lost. Yeah, block, then block,
0: block, block. Um, 6th of April, away at Birmingham.
1: Well, yeah, then we get into April and that's it, isn't it? It's like there's the six games left, I think. that works. Six, seven games left once we get into April. I mean, God knows where I we'll be. Think by we that time. Them one,
0: I think one, uh, Birmingham. Who
1: yeah. knows? Who knows? We're away, aren't we? So I, I don't know. But they seem to, in my head, Gary Monk's got them sorted. I, I work in Birmingham quite a bit, as you know, lad. And uh, there's a couple of uh, blue noses there, and they, they love Gary Monk. They all think he's wonderful. I mean, we did, didn't we, when we yeah. had him? It was only until he left that we kind of properly turned. But. Um, He's doing okay over there, but I, I that's just too far away. There's a lot, a lot to happen. Reading, Sheffield United, and then Millwall at home. Millwall. That's going to be big. March is a big month. Here's an interesting one for you that came up during the week, and there was some talk. It's like, oh, it happened in the last seven days. Um... And, you know, I kind of felt when it first rose its head after the uh, West Brom game was uh, Saeed possibly uh, coming back. Mm -hmm. People were saying, uh, should we get him back from on loan from Getafe? And what's happened essentially is it's come from um, Getafe saying, we're not going to buy him. Uh, We're going to keep him on loan. He's not coming back. So that kind of shuts that argument. I actually think that might be really cool. Yeah, him coming back for the premier, you know, imagine in the Premiership.
0: But then there was also some. Him. But then there was also some insane. He does want to continue his career in Spain or something like that. But he want, but he wants to be at a club where he's gonna get game time. But the thing is though, because I mean, top tier sides. Then I mean, size is a class player. Don't get me wrong, but would he be really getting like game time from like, like? La Liga sides like in the top tier Mm. when you could be playing for Leeds and if we do go up the Premiership and be getting consistent games all the time Mm. it's like would you rather be like get picked like once every two or three weeks or would you come here and get picked for for a team every week
1: it's uh, what you really said something quite spot on about Saeed right at the beginning there uh, of what I feel, my impression of his scenario is, and and possibly why, you know, you you got the. I remember Forshaw did an interview after he left, and he was kind of really dismissive of it being an issue that he'd gone. It was almost like you could sense into it that they were kind of yeah, nice one that he's moved on because he didn't want any trouble, you know, psychologically within the camp. And I think you said at the start there. He wants to play in Spain. He's obviously that's he wants to be on his home turf, but he wants to start every game, and if he can't do that at Getafe, and they're saying they're not going to buy him, it just shows it probably is a, a a larger issue. There is just something really magical about thinking he'd come back and would yeah. play how we know he can play, and he, you know he is a Premiership player. He is that good. Just obviously psychologically, there's a bit of a block there, especially when it comes in. So, but at the moment, he's definitely not going to come back from on loan. And you know, he w- would he get in this team now? You know, do we need a size in this team now anyway? Absolutely not. I don't think. Patty about, about reading. reading. So uh, actually, lad had a parents' evening recently, and I think I'm going to com- take complete credit on his English report because there was no moaning about his reading and this is no coincidence, this is ever since I made him do his research and read the greatest autobiography ever written, David Batty's autobiography. What's a fact from that beautiful book this week?
0: So uh, when he he came back uh, to Leeds for a second spell, the newspaper articles were actually quite negative about him Saying that, that he wasn't the correct attacking player, and thinking that, he, and claiming that he was too old for Leeds.
1: Nah, no, I mean, how wrong were they? Batty. Batty about reading. Um, on this wonderful weekend, where we retained second place after losing it for just a couple of hours, and we turn in what we call a a real blood and dirt tight performance against Bristol, especially in the second half, uh, which is great to take on board. Now's the time to uh, uh, sit back and talk about the real stars of Leeds United, and that's you, the fans, who spend your time listening to this podcast. There's there's something actually come out uh, this week in the last seven days, which is really kind of... Sean and and it's really kind of moving for both lad and i uh, to see this happen and uh, it's the football blogging awards we i we didn't even know about them all we found out about this because you guys started tagging us in how they measure and choose their uh winners and that is by going on the socials and, and tagging us in into votes and there's so many of you who've done that. We're going to, in lad shouts now, try and get uh, shouts out to all of you. But they're, they're, it, honestly, it's so lovely what you guys do. Uh, we voted for um, the best podcast and we put Talking Shot. Uh, <laughs> as on many others did. Well, <laughs> uh, as, and and they look, um, if anything, I just want a lead podcast to win that section. So, um, Talking Short absolutely flying with it anyway we see and you know quite rightly so because they are a uh, different gravy those boys we we listen to that religiously they deserve it so thank you anyone who voted for us um, Twitter and Instagram, it seems to have really flown on. We're going to give you all a shout now as well, as many as we've been able to identify, and more as well, because there's you know just people who like the stuff we put on there and listen to the podcast, and we're ever grateful that here, here's the end of my outpouring, and here's a shout out for you guys.
0: On Twitter shout outs at Barry4160, at SJ Wilson30, at Dan L U F C at Tom. Chapel at w duke graphics at lewis dayton's 17 and at fred leeds fc
1: lufc lewis in there he's up for a, a, an award as well make sure you give him a shout he always does he's always helped us out from the start of this podcast so make sure you back him on there as well find him on twitter lufc lewis and then on
0: instagram at davy scandal um at robbie underscore McCloyd underscore 1054 at will Zero eight five at noah underscore lufc at xx XXshiv- underscore siobhan underscore t- 2020 underscore xx at a dot lexington but after the to there's a dot then there's the n and then at airvine 7 um, and at alfred doc Empes at total leads, total
1: leads as well. Another one who's always backed us. Um, thank you so much. Honestly, it means a lot that we've probably missed some of you off there. Huge apologies if we have. Uh, what big shout out to someone who didn't feature on the show this week? Who we got a g- lot of great feedback, and he, he, he will make a return. And that was Mervin. Remember Mervin, oh, the person, yeah. uh, the bingo machine that churned out oh, the balls. Mervin. We had in the last seven days a lot of people saying, "I've loved Mervin. Mervin will return." We've kind of, for Mervyn to help us, unless we come up with different ways, we've kind of got to like see the game, so yeah. we can go through the individual. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, the West Brom one, listen to it anyway because it's, it's absolutely feel good. But we had Mervin in who kind of churned out the balls uh, with the shirt numbers on. Uh, Mervin will return, a bit like they do at the end of an art Marvel movie. They say, Mervyn will return in another episode. Speaking of which, we went to see Captain Marvel er- earlier today. What did you think, lad? It was alright. To yeah. deal with our anxieties?
0: I mean, it was an alright film. It's just basically Guardians of the Galaxy, but with <laughs> different characters in.
1: There you go. Quite quite good it. how they made Samuel Jackson look really young. yeah. Well, that, was, that was smart. Gave him a bit of air.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could
1: do with a bit of that. Uh, anyway, again, what a great weekend of football. Leeds win once again in a different style. All Leeds, aren't we? Come on, against, Ray. Let's not do a QPR. Let's go. Come on.
0: I took my lad to Leeds. Join the conversation on Twitter. Follow on Instagram at Lad2Leads. Facebook. Search Lad2Leads.